where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back to Two White Chicks in China. This is episode 11. So, uh, it seems like uh, some of you uh, had a little bit of a problem with our uh, podcast from last week. Maybe it was a little bit controversial. Maybe we pushed it a little bit. But, you know, what? if it wasn't controversial, maybe it wouldn't have been as interesting to listen to, you know? Yeah. So, we posted, uh, we posted the podcast on Facebook, and uh, we had some interesting... Uh, responses to the podcast so uh I'm, I'm kind of tempted to say some names but i won't Sam. really yeah sure yeah. okay so we had a comment from uh patty brown and she said uh what kind of question is that are all girls in china the same oh maybe we should say the topic first so our topic from last mm. time we actually we chose a very provocative title <laughs> for a reason i mean of course we did i think it's better i think i would, I would rather have negative feedback than no feedback at all i mean i'd rather see what people are thinking like and you listen right <laughs> bring it on so yeah so so the topic was or at least the title of the show was chinese girls colon naughty or nice yeah that's right so then she says, what was uh, it? Patsy said, what kind of question is that? Are all girls in China the same? Now, firstly, the question is rhetorical. It, it's not really a question, <laughs> I, I'd like to add. Um, but of course, we, we, are kind of, we were kind of weighing it up a little bit. Um, it's a fair point. We know that. And we are generalizing. That's kind of the whole point of this. Like, I mean, you have to generalize. Of course, like anything that we say. And we've said, we've kind of said yeah, that in previous have. episodes, too. Come on, guys. You got to take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, we're, but we've been here for a long time. So we're just giving our impressions after having lived That's in it. China for years. Yeah. We've lived here for years full time. We're not business people who come here once in a great while. We live here for Mm -hmm. years, and we've given some of our greatest years of our lives to China. So that's our authority on the matter. But that being said, (laughs) like, obviously, there are so many exceptions. We have lots of great girl friends here in China. So we don't ever mean to insult them. And they would know. If they were listening to it, they'd be laughing with us because a lot of the information, we get it from them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know some lovely couples like... Chinese women with foreign men, and they're really nice, but they don't make for good listening to them. <laughs> really? So, we, we did have another couple of comments. One is kind of along the same lines, um, and it says that we played on the yellow fever. In quotation marks, we love you long time. <laughs> Stereotype. So, I have to add, we did not say that in the last podcast. No, we didn't. Uh, however... On our unwrittenchinese.com uh, slash episode 10, uh, we got a comment from someone called uh, Tabesh Khan who said, that's spot on. Where were you guys a couple of years back? Which I love. So thank oh, you, so Tabesh, funny. for I that comment. Thanks to everybody. You know, yeah. be honest, that's cool. Like Patty and whoever the other one was. Uh, like, Fan Sadiq. 
I'm still happy. We read every single comment that's put on there. Yeah. We were happy to get any feedback from yeah. you. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Keep it coming. We, yeah, I, we appreciate it. I don't mind at all, so go for it. <laughs> Paris, the new one. Yeah. Um, also, while we're talking about Facebook, we actually now have our own Facebook page, which is oh, facebook.com slash 2 chicks. Um, there isn't a lot of content on there, but you can go there directly and listen to the podcast. There is a tab on the top of the page, and you can, oh, you can listen so to us there. Savvy. I um, didn't even I know. I try, I try. <laughs> right, so let's get on with episode 11. Uh, Nara, can you tell us our fact of the week? Yeah, this one um, is pretty interesting because we can see it here in Shenzhen. happening right before our eyes so basically what's happening is okay so Shenzhen sits right next to Hong Kong Mm -hmm. so there is an official country border so it's just like going into any other country you have to pass customs when you go and so um, basically there are a lot of people in Shenzhen who are mainland Chinese which it's kind of sensitive whether or not saying mainland Chinese is actually politically correct or not. Because, but since we're not. <laughs> yeah, so basically here are the two theories. Like people who are people who are from Hong Kong do not say they are Chinese. Yeah, people from Taiwan do not say they're from they are Chinese. Mm-hmm. People from Macau do not say they are Chinese. But people from China say that Hong Kongese are Chinese. Yeah. The Macanese, I don't know how you would I, even I'm say. I'm not sure either. People of Macau, Macau. <laughs> yeah. are Chinese, Chinese and Taiwanese are, Chi- are Chinese yeah. as well. So it's just two yeah. theories. And it's highly political. We're not trying to be Absolutely. a political show. We're mm-hmm. trying to be more about the cultural aspects of it. But that's kind of how it is. So anyways, the people who are not from Hong Kong, often cross the border into Hong Kong and buy products. A lot. Yeah, because there's a lot less, the, the regulations in Hong Kong are much stricter on what kind of products can be bought and sold mm. in Hong Kong. So they trust products a lot more. Like, I don't know if any of you know about the scandal with the milk, the baby milk powder from a ways back, but basically there were, there were, Uh, tons of cases actually of some uh, milk powder which had been distributed in China, mainland China that um, actually caused infants to get very very sick and in some cases to die so it's really really sad so obviously that shocked a lot of Chinese consumers and, Mm -hmm. and those who live close to Hong Kong would rather hop over the border pay around the same price actually these kind of yeah it's not these kind of products like actually a lot of times those kind of products are more expensive in china because they have to pay import tax so they hop over the border for shopping well this draw i mean it's good for hong kong in a way but for the hong kongers themselves like it's good for hong kong businesses basically what that does is it floods their shops with people so where they used to have you know nice you know they, they didn't have to wait in line and this and that now they have to wait in line the shops are realizing they can raise their prices yeah. well if you raise the prices for the mainland chinese you have to do it for the you know it's one size fits all so they can't really offer a discounted price for hong kongers just for being hong kong and even mm-hmm. if they did the chinese would find some way around it they would pay a Hong Konger to go get it for a cheaper <laughs> yeah, price. Yeah. You know, they would find a way around it. So anyway, it's it's causing a lot of problems for the Hong Kong consumers. Mm. And you see this in not just this kind of merchandise, but in also real estate. And um, some people argue, like, 
public transportation, this and that too. So it's um, it's becoming an issue, and actually Hong Kongers are becoming more and more aggressive. Yeah. Because it's very easy for them to spot when a mainlander is in Hong Kong shopping. Yeah, apart from the fact that they take over their 30-inch suitcases. Yeah. That's, so, cr- that's crazy. Yeah, so they go, a lot of them <laughs> go over every weekend, and they'll take a suitcase with them, and they'll yeah. just fill it with products, and mm. then bring them back and either resell them or use it for themselves for the week. Yeah. So it's actually pretty decent business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even when you cross the border, there are people... Is still in the port. They literally haven't even left the port yet, and they're already trying to sell their goods to mm. people in that area. Mm. Um, yeah, it's certainly an interesting and diff- but difficult situation um, for, on both sides. So, how are the? How, do you know how the Hong Kong people are trying to deal with this? Well, that's kind of what's been getting recent attention in the news. Is that there have been several Hong Kongers who are dressed up as thugs. So they've got these like bandanas on their heads and they're trying to be tough a lot of times they're covering their faces they're they're trying to look tough um but they they don't seem to be physically violent at Mm -hmm. all so i think that part is just kind of an act but they are basically just cussing out all the mainland they'll be in a big group and they'll go after different mainland tourists who are purchasing things and basically just saying like get out of here we don't want you here like you're ruining our shops you're you know you're um, Chinese people also have different, let's say, different etiquette than mm-hmm. Hong Kongers. You know, you might have heard a lot of Chinese people, especially those from smaller villages, they like to spit on the street mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, pick their noses in public and do a lot of things that are considered crass by Hong Kong standards, or by most standards. Yeah. But <laughs> so it's a quite a big cultural difference. I mean, they're a lot of times they're very loud. They're not really... Um, sensitive to the people around them so personal space yeah personal uh, space they'll so crawl right over you space. to you know to get things or yeah. they'll push in front of you in lines and stuff like that so they're not it's not pleasant for the hong kongers to be dealing with this on a grant i mean we're talking about millions of people doing this every weekend yeah coming over the border yeah it's insane yes yeah it is insane and i yeah i actually before Chinese New Year, I actually read that the the uh, Hong Kong people, Hong Kongese people, Hong Kongese <laughs> wanted to, um, yeah, restrict the amount of mainlanders going into Hong Kong. But actually, when uh, Chinese New Year was over, I actually read um, an article, and I don't remember the exact figures, but they were saying that the amount of mainlanders that had gone into Hong Kong, Hong Kong over that Chinese New Year had dropped by, like, 20% or something, mm. which is quite a large amount. However, the figures for other countries like Korea and Thailand had had risen quite considerably. So maybe... Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, and some of you may have seen in the news the situation with a Thai celebrity who got oh, very yeah. angry in a... I think she was in an airport in, in Thailand and... Yeah, she was very upset with some of the mainlanders who were there. Yeah, I've literally had it where I've been in an airplane and someone has crawled. Like, I'm sitting, you know, when the airplane's taxiing, it's getting ready to stop. Mm -hmm. You, you, You can only stand up 
basically like you can see all the people who are standing in line before you so yeah. there's really there's no point especially if you're at the back of the plane yeah. there is no point in just getting up and standing there you're gonna have to wait until all those people go anyway but I've literally had people where if I'm sitting in the aisle seat they have crawled over me like physically crawled over <laughs> no no I'm sorry excuse yeah. me or could I please get by mm-hmm. not even trying yeah crawled over the top of me and I've had a couple times where they've literally like stomped on my foot and then they proceed to try to push around the people who are standing in line you know how tiny wow. those airplane yeah, aisles yeah. are I mean of like course. it's barely enough room for one person but they're trying to like squeeze around just so they can get out a little bit faster (laughs) yeah patience is not something that I've noticed like that happens often with Mm. with some Chinese what's a competitive country to be born in I mean it's a lot it's doggy dog here so it's not really fair to judge it by western standards because these people are born into fierce competition mm. and sometimes it's a case of you're you get there you get there first or you yeah you're screwed which you, i mean which you can definitely relate to with the getting wanting to get products in hong, in hong kong mm-hmm. yeah and you're right when the the you might get pushed or they'll jump queues because they want those they want yeah. those things you mm-hmm. know yeah it's craziness so one of the recent issues um, was with the, there was a mother and her daughter who were buying something in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and she got surrounded by these thugs, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they they were basically just like swearing at her and the girl her her daughter starts crying and she like yells at them, "We're all Chinese!" And then oh. all of those Hong Kongers yelled out, "We're not." Chinese. Wow. So you can see that viewpoint, as I explained earlier, like, the Chinese person sees a Hong Kongese person as the same Chinese, but the Hong Hong Kongese person does not see themselves as Chinese. Hmm. It's It's interesting. It's It's very very interesting. interesting. We will see how the attitude shifts as China gains more power. We'll see. Yeah. I know this is only the, like, opening of the the podcast but if you've got any opinions or any thoughts on this you can you can comment on uh writtenchinese.com slash episode 11 mm-hmm. um, i just want to say one more comment that ooh. i found really hilarious oh, wow. um yeah There's sorry what's going on, <laughs> no, on no, about this, this. Is, this is really interesting like two minutes no it's it is it's and it's happening here and now so mm-hmm. it's really crazy to be a part of it yeah um, but I saw there, so I was reading through some different articles it's, cause it's all over the news. You can find out information all over the news. And I saw one Chinese netizen reaction that said, hello, Hong Kong. If you continue to be so cocky, mama's going to change your name to people's Republic of China, Guangdong province, Shenzhen city, Hong Kong town. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> And so this was a this was a Chinese this was in, It was in Chinese, yeah, yeah. I oh, found a translation wow. on Chinasmack.com, which has got really funny yeah, articles about China. But yeah, yeah, I read that and I just was cracking up. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's kind of. Funny. I see that point. I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's smart actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, well, that was, uh, that was a great start. So uh, let's move on to our question, mm. our question of the week. Uh, and the question comes from Steve, who names himself the King of England. <laughs> Although his accent is suspiciously <laughs> yeah. American. <laughs> well, let's see what he has to ask us. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. 
I'm sure people have used that joke a lot before, so that wasn't that funny. But any matter, this, uh, this is Steve, and I was wondering about the cars in China. Like, I'm a big car person, and I see you guys are really getting into that over there. So I'm kind of wondering what kind of cool cars you guys have. You see any American cars? It's like, oh, that's awesome, a Mustang or something. Um, so what is that like? Is that that interests me? Thanks. All right. Oh, cool one of those question. types. Your uh, voice sounds oddly familiar to me. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I'd like to start this by saying we will never probably own a car in China. No. I mean, let's rob a bank first, probably. <laughs> I, my understanding of prices of cars in China is that the equivalent, like, so if you buy a car in the UK, for example, it might cost, um, I don't know, 200,000 renminbi, but, the, but actually the equivalent to buy in China is more like millions. Mm. The, the price, I mean, the, I know they're imports and that's what Chinese people want. They want imported fancy cars, I understand, but the prices are insane here, so. Yeah, you have no idea. And there's really not the same kind of second-hand car infrastructure. Yeah, I've like, never seen that. I've, I'm sure that you can get a car second-hand. I'm sure there's probably some website where you can get one second-hand, but mm. I don't, it's not as common as in the West where a dealership will sell both yeah. new and used. So here, the dealership seems to only sell brand, brand new in brand, that brand year's. spanking new. Yeah, that <laughs> year's model. So yeah. it's insane. I wonder what they do with old cars when they're done with. Like, from my like from my experience here, they don't really do recycling either. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of imagining what happens to these cars once they're they're a couple of Rather years old. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably no, they're just a big shipped off. Sad to... graveyard somewhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a thought. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but because they sell only the newest cars, you would be drooling over some of the oh, showrooms yeah. that they have here. They're just beautiful. in this area alone, where we are in the central business district of Shenzhen, you there's a gorgeous. There's a Bentley showroom mm -hmm. that's over by Coco Park that mm -hmm. is so sexy. Mm -hmm. And then there's a Porsche one, just a couple minutes walk from here. Oh yeah, around the yeah. corner. Yeah, by um, near the convention exhibition center. Yeah, there's um, I've seen the Lamborghini one is also near Coco Park. Oh yeah, that's behind Coco Park, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, and the Ferrari yeah. one just opened across from the Porsche one. Mm. So that's all. I mean, I'm talking about walking distance from where we are yeah. right now. Yeah, and <laughs> it's funny. Like at home, our car dealerships are always on the outskirts of town. Yeah, whereas yeah. these are like basically like within the mall. Actually, the there is what I'm not sure what dealership that is. But I don't the know one if it's that's open yet, but yeah, attached yeah. to actually it's on the, the bottom floor of the mall. It's weird. It's like, and I've passed by, and it looks amazing. Mm. Like the sparkly lights and everything, and there are plush sofas and things. It just does make it seem so much more appealing. It does. But imagine the real estate cost. Because, like, most of the showroom is going to be empty. You probably can get yeah. three cars on <laughs> right. there, for, even for, like, a huge, yeah. where you could have fit a, a massive outlet or some mm. some kind of shopping uh, place. And so imagine how much they're paying just to show a couple of models I there. I have no idea. Insane. 
the numbers, I mean, I'm judging by American Western standards. Yeah, course, I mean, yeah. we're talking about huge numbers here. It's not like, oh, it's expensive for China. Yeah, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's crazy expensive yeah. here. And I remember, <laughs> this is one of my favorite reactions that a business has ever had to its customers. I remember, so every day I used to walk by this Porsche dealership when our building was over there. I hope this is a story. I hope this is what the story I think it is. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I hope it is. So anyway, so you see this, like, it's it's on a corner of a street, so you've got, like, windows mm-hmm. all around. You see this beautiful showroom for yeah. this, for this Porsches. And once, at some point, one of their customers was unhappy. I guess... Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that they had... Some some kind of malfunction, mm-hmm. and then the shop wasn't doing anything to yeah. either get it fixed or replace it or whatever. Yeah. So how to get back at this showroom? So basically, what they did—this is craziness—so they they paid to get a, a tow. I, I guess the car wasn't even running, but they paid to get this huge, basically like the back of the truck, yeah, like, like a flatbed lorry. Yeah, fla- yeah, exactly, like a flatbed, and they had put the car onto this flatbed, dropped it off in front of the showroom. So that's on the sidewalk in front of the showroom. And then they had paid these peasants to just sit out front 24-7 eating sunflower seeds and spitting them all over the ground. Oh, God. So you have this pack of these, like, obviously not-so-cultured People from they're certainly not going to be driving these kind. No, no, I mean they're dressed, you know, like, and they're having a heck of a time. They mean they were enjoying themselves so much. They would be sitting there because some guy probably just went out to some like small town near Shenzhen and said, "Hey, you guys, I will pay you, you know, whatever twenty RMB a day if you just sit here, make a lot of noise, and spit sunflower all over the place." So they're perched out like on the front steps of this like very expensive showroom and they were there for weeks wow. weeks i'm not sure That's exactly amazing, isn't it i mean this that is guy must have way. Been so angry he was so angry and he must have had some connections too because obviously it was illegal for him to park that yeah. lorry like right on the sidewalk mm. but it had this huge sign on it too at that time i didn't i couldn't really yeah. read much chinese so i don't know what it said but you get the you know i knew enough to know that it said, like, this car is broken, they're not fixing it for yeah. me. And then there's just, like, all these, like, farmers mm. spitting sunflower. I mean, there would be piles, by the end of the day, just piles of sunflower seeds, like, right on the front steps wow. of this Porsche showroom. Yeah, I do love that story. <laughs> I love it, too. I'm like, yeah. yeah it's just, it's it just sounds, like, so unbelievable. Could you imagine trying to do that in, like, the U.S. or the U.K.? Like, you just wouldn't get away with it. No, you In wouldn't. fact, the person who tried to do that would probably be arrested. Yeah, no oh. Oh, this is like, like you that. just grease if you know how to grease palms you just oh, do yeah. it and you're you're good to go it's so funny <laughs> it's a, that's a great it's a great story it really is so no Steve we don't own any cars no. and we probably will never own cars no. we, we do have the pleasure of looking at them we can oh, yes. we can window shop and I have had the pleasure of being inside nice cars mm, um, yeah Bobby's got a nice oh, car oh, one yeah. of our mutual friends has a really nice new Porsche and he just bought another one for his wife SUV so they're they're styling but we are not on the same income level (laughs) actually though even if I could afford a car here uh, I don't know if I'd feel happy 
to drive here. Mm. Why is that? I don't know. I just don't. I, I feel like there are different rules here that don't. I mean, forget the fact the fact that it's a different country. There are obviously rules that people should follow, um, but I feel as though no one follows those rules. Mm. And there's kind of this like chaotic, like I'm aware that someone might pull out in front of me, so I can be aware of that. But for someone like me who's only ever driven in the UK, um, I, I just don't know if I could deal with it. Yeah, they have a kind of a system. We've made a little bit of a mention yeah, to have. it in the previous episodes, but basically the Chinese driver, he's very attentive to the front, but not <laughs> at all to the back or yeah. to the sides. Yeah. So they're, in, in a sense, they're more cautious drivers than in the U.S. Yes. Like, because in the U.S., it's so, the rules are so standardized and you just expect cars to behave in a yeah, certain way. True. And so you can kind of go on autopilot and you don't mm. have to pay as close attention. Yeah. But the Chinese drivers, like, they've always got their hands at 10 and 2. Mm. And they're, I mean, they're alert and they are looking. But not to the back or to the side yeah. it's just to the front so they just react to the things that are in front of them I've noticed that so I've recently started to cycle to and from work mm. and I have I have noticed that of taxi drivers um, although for me it's it, it can sometimes be negative because if I'm trying to uh, cross like a like a crossroads and the taxi is coming uh, from uh, right right to left and I'm trying to cross they will then go extremely slowly across that road mm. and so it affect I have to break or you know sometimes it causes me a problem but other other drivers like not taxi drivers I feel a, a and not as careful as taxi drivers. Mm. Um, yeah, because a taxi driver's job depends on it. That's true. If he hits, especially if he hits a foreigner, if he sees you're a foreigner, oh, he yeah. just doesn't know, you know, like, yeah. he probably has no, I, I don't know either what exactly would happen. I mean, if it would be more severe or not, but he probably just is aware. Mm. It, we're easy to spot, and he's probably <laughs> thinking, like, oh, I don't know exactly what would happen. So yeah, they're probably just right. more aware of, of it. So I guess we're a little bit lucky in that respect because at least I notice I think yeah no I, I no, I've noticed I have noticed that myself mm. yeah I don't feel too uh like I'm taking too much of a risk by cycling I've had a few run-ins <laughs> it's only been two weeks <laughs> but yeah it's it's fun it's the other thing is too is they don't really drive that fast no no they don't typically yeah there are some guys who'll be whipping around the corners, but for the most part, they don't. They're the ones with the spotty yeah, numbers. It's true. But oh man, you would be, Steve would be disappointed by how they drive their sports cars. <laughs> most of the time, most of those beautiful cars who have engines that are built basically like an airplane, I mean, yeah, they are yeah. precise, yeah. gorgeous. Mm. BMW has a plant here in China. I mean, I'm sure there's... Anyway, I don't know that much of... Uh, I'm not a huge auto geek or anything yeah. like that, so I don't know that much. But they have spectacular insides, but all they're using them for is driving their kids to school. Yeah, just, just going around the, the streets. So it's like 30 miles an hour. They never get them on long strips of road. That's what they... I mean, that's what they should be on. Yeah, road. those cars are meant to gun it. Zero yeah. to 60. Yeah. But... 
they don't really have that chance. I mean, the roads here are nice. They're yeah. wide for the most part. Yeah. They're wide and they're relatively free from traffic jams mm-hmm. and this and that. But because the other cars are so unpredictable, you can't even, even if you're the only one in the lane, you can't expect that the car in the lane next to you isn't going to suddenly exactly. just go into yeah, your lane it. at the last minute because yeah. they're not looking behind you. So if you're driving fast, you're, mm. you're at... Um, you're basically like taking a big risk. Yeah, I I have seen um, a gang of I think there were Lamborghinis, but there were there were quite a few of them in Cocoa okay. Park. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there are clubs here. In, for yeah, sure. in in Cocoa Park, and they were all like pimped and really cool. wearing like the Lamborghini logo. Hat yes, and, exactly. Like, yes, the gloves. I think, oh, yeah. is what I specifically remember. Um, and they like once it got later, they were kind of running like up and down these roads it's not a great place to do it because that place never really gets quiet Mm. so but they seem to be enjoying themselves you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but in a nutshell it's not a great place to drive (laughs) in china in general in general yeah you can have an awesome car but it's going to be just for show it's not going to be the same as when you're on a country road and just gunning it i I hate to make this point (laughs) um but you know, it can be. It, it has been said that sometimes men own cars like that because it's a can be perceived of an extension of <laughs> part of their anatomy. Compensation. You compensation. I mean, what do you, Nara? Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, well, I know we both have watched that documentary recently, which charted out where in the world oh, have yeah. the, the do the men have the shortest and longest schlongs yeah do you remember the name of that, that um, I don't but I think it was called something unhung oh yeah the unhung the hero unhung hero, the unhung yeah. hero yeah. that was hilarious yeah. so anyways um, China is not the smallest <laughs> by the way it's Korea yeah it's Korea <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of funny. You know, they're definitely one of the smaller nations in that respect. That's a completely other topic. But mm. then they have all these nice cars. <laughs> so maybe it is a massively tall building. So maybe yeah, I, I think, I think, I guess human nature. I mean, the Washington Monument, come on. That's point, just that point. so phallic. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, these people have they have the money to buy these cars, mm. and it's a it's a way to impress your friends, isn't it? It is. I mean, I guess, it's impressing us. It, oh, it yeah, sure. In a way, it's impressive to see them, but I don't think I've ever been attracted to. Oh them yeah, guy. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Of his car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. That's that's a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I once drove a Lamborghini in China for about four mm. blocks. And there was a guy, I mean, this is what's, this is one of the crazy things about China. Like, it's hard to picture it if you've never been here before, but the juxtapositions are huge. So basically, you have a guy, this guy that I had met, he had just opened his 21st diamond shop (laughs) in China, okay? Oh, man. He's Chinese national. And so he had, you can imagine the kind of car that this guy is driving. Yeah. So you can see a car like that, which is definitely, like in the U.S., when you see a Lamborghini, heads turn. I mean, you know, at least where I'm from, maybe in like NYC or like, well, you know, some of these more ritzy neighborhoods, Beverly Hills, it's not that big a deal. But where I'm from, 
you turn your head when, even when you see a Mustang. But here, it's like every other car. I mean, mm. every car on the road is Audi, BMW, yeah. Porsche, Mercedes. I mean, it's one after another after oh, another. Absolutely. They're gorgeous. But then you'll see a car like that, and then next to it, you'll see like a guy with like his shoes are being held together by like threads, and he's pulling a massive cart behind him yeah, by hand cuts. that's just like full to the brim of just like trash or I don't know what. So you can. Yeah. I've seen that, like, stopped at the same stoplight, yeah, the, the Lamborghini, the and then you have this guy in his cart and yeah. his shabby clothes, and you're just like, where am I right now? Yeah, it's crazy. The, just, like, I guess it's similar, you can get some similar things in Brazil, I've heard. Okay. Like, this huge... Juxtaposition. I yeah, think. this huge separation between rich and poor. Mm. In China, it's, it's definitely like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly a shock when you first come here and you see those those differences mm-hmm. um, just to change the subject very slightly but it's not just with people but also with like residents as well when I first came here I was living in uh, Nanshan and uh, in Window of the World maybe I can show a picture of that mm-hmm. but right next to Window of the World is basically and I'm sorry if anyone's listening they live there but it's kind of a ghetto it's called Baisha Jo oh, yeah um but you, you literally, you're, you're, it goes nice, expensive, mall, and then you're in the ghetto. Yeah. There's no, there, there's no like, nice fence around here. Yeah, there's no transition at all. It's not like, there's no transition. It's not like nice like, resident to, like, slightly less nice to, right, like, kind of right. shabby to, like, That's ghetto. It. It's just, just, like, super, super nice ghetto. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know what's crazier, I think, is that it's... It's safe here. In Brazil, I mean, you have, because of that huge, huge separation between the upper class and the lower class, you have a lot of crime, you have these Mm. kidnappings, you have, I mean, you have violent crimes. Here in China, it is so safe. Yeah. Yeah, especially in Shenzhen. I mean, this is the only city I've ever ever lived in, but I've always felt safe here. Mm -hmm. Even when I first came. There are still thieves, like, anywhere in a big city, there are still thieves, but it's, I don't know, I've, I, I've heard stories here and there, but I've never had, I think I was pickpocketed once, but I had my money, I was dumb, that could have happened anywhere, yeah, sure. I had my money in my back pocket, and it was probably sticking out a little bit, yeah. so it's like, but it's really not bad. But violent crime? No. 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 I don't Which is insane, much. like, how does the Chinese government Well, maybe it's a case of what might happen if you get caught. I guess so. Yeah, I really, I have, for all of our jabs at the Chinese people and their government, I really Mm -hmm. have a lot of respect for how they're able to keep this country together. Yes. It's pretty crazy. So since we don't use um, our own cars for transportation, maybe we could talk a little bit about how we get around the transportation okay so as i said i'm cycling now but before that i would get the metro like every day um shenzhen is has one of the is that true one of the newest metro sti- uh, metro systems in i want to say the world but probably just china <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was the world. I mean, it's it's really nice. Yeah, and it's pretty. It's pretty like high tech. It's clean. Mm. Like it's, um, and it's fa- it's fast. Mm-hmm. I've never known such a well organized metro system. And of course, I've been on the underground in London, which is pretty insane. Mm. So, you know, 
anything's got to, got to be better than that. Mm-hmm. And it's ritzier than, I mean, I've been to, I remember in Santiago when I was living in Chile, they had a metro system there, which is also mm-hmm. quite nice. Okay, cool. And then in Guangzhou, if you've ever been to the metro, yeah, I yeah, have. In, like, I, feel, Shanghai. I feel like Guangzhou is a little bit more like London, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, whoa, like, what is this? Those are still, like, they're decent systems, but Shenzhen is just, like, so, it's so comfy. Like, everything is air-conditioned, like, Mm. it's very, there's kind of, it's kind of weird how they color-coded the lines. Like, they could have used more obvious colors, I think. Yeah, the orange and the the red line. Yeah, exactly. I always get confused with those. In some stations, there are different shades of. Anyway, yeah. But for the most part, I mean, you. I mean, it's high high class, and it costs two yuan. So. Which is like a peanut. Yeah, it is. It's a quarter or something. You got what's that in uh, pounds? It's not even. It's twenty pence. Yeah. I, I couldn't even. So I think it's. I couldn't get anywhere with that. Twenty-five cents or thirty cents. Insane. U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah. And the system, the system is like so clear. Like it's so well designed, and they're putting new lines in all the time, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Um, for awesome, if you've probably uh, bought uh, a place here, but uh, for example, I was living. Um, I mean, I still kind of live in that same same area, but they're actually building a new metro station right outside the garden that I used to live in. And the my ex-landlord was kind of predicting that the apartment would just skyrocket in rent. Like, mm. he would be... And that's kind of one of the reasons I'm relieved that we, we left, because who knows what he would have charged mm. afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Um, but a lot, even that some of these metro stations actually connect with the not just malls, but actually with gardens like like the one I lived in, which had maybe nine or ten buildings. Mm-hmm. I guess similar to similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, most of them are like these complexes. They're yeah. like a garden. It's not just one apartment building; it's mm-hmm. a whole community, and you have like a common garden area and sometimes a pool. Yeah, it's and so then, convenient. Yeah, it's super nice, yeah. and it's it's kind of it makes it quieter too because mm-hmm. you're just surrounded by other. You're just surrounded by your neighbors, and then like usually a lot of plants. Yeah, the the birds. trees. Yeah. So, what if you don't take the metro? What are your other options? Um, also the bus, which I don't take very often now. Um, when I first came here and I was teaching quite far out, I would get the bus because there was still... I mean, as I've mentioned, the metro line is still relatively new. Mm-hmm. And even when I came here, there was no metro line out to where I was teaching. So I would take the bus. And I I was very, very lucky because there was... It was, I guess it was the time of day or whatever, maybe not a popular line, but uh, I could all usually get, get a seat, especially on the way back. Um, but sometimes I see buses, um, it's like, I, I can't even believe it. It's like nothing you've ever seen before, the amount of people on these buses. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they haven't put, like, seats on the top, <laughs> like just free seats, because I bet people would use them. Yeah, just, like, handles on the back. It, it's insane, like... When the doors open, it's just pushing against people. I don't even know how people get off. Mm. I've definitely you gotten my... Yeah, I take the bus quite often. I actually... I like the bus. In in The metro is almost too modern for me. <laughs> I don't know what it is like. <laughs> I, when I t- it just feels really sterile. 
It is. And yeah, I, I kind agree. of think to myself, I'm here in China, might as well interact somewhat with the people. Mm. So when I take the bus, I kind of feel like I'm more connected to the people. Yeah, that's nice. So I I take the bus for that reason and also because it's um it's it's a it's nice to be outside. Like I don't really like to be underground. I would mm. rather be I mean, we live in a subtropical mm-hmm. environment. I'm happy to be outside all day long. Yeah. So I enjoy my walk to the bus stop, and then I like being out and mm. seeing the sun on the time that I'm coming to work. Yeah, I guess I could get a bike. But it's a little <laughs> far for a bike. Yeah, it is true. It's you, farther you than you are. You live But um, I do like taking the bus, and I am absolutely amazed at the bus driver's skills. Yeah, they, they've got some good maneuvering going They on. know exactly, to a centimeter, how big their bus is. Because yeah. they have come within <laughs> sure. centimeters. I'm not joking. Mm. Like, of So often they are so close to scraping against or bumping into other cars, and yeah. they just don't. Yeah. They just they just know exactly how big their yeah. bus is. And, and hands up to bus drivers. Also, with cyclists, I've noticed they are very respectful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, bus drivers of It Shenzhen. is not an easy job. Mm-hmm. You have cars cutting you off all the time. Like, you're this massive thing yeah. on the road with tons of people inside. Like, they can't really... There's They have to use the side mirrors only because yeah. the bus is just packed. You can't really see behind you that well. Mm-hmm. And so they do an amazing... I am seriously always in awe of them. Mm-hmm. And you'll see someone just cut them off, just blatantly drive right in front of them they'll yeah. have to slam on their brakes and they are just like little zen buddhas they cannot <laughs> make any reaction at all <laughs> i so i've i've only been i mean we're, talk, we're talking about how well people drive here considering there's this kind of element of chaos mm. um but i have been in one minor accident and it was a bus and the bus driver just i guess he just didn't um work out how much space he needed to break. He we started to break a little bit late and he went into the back of the bus. And it was like it was a tiny little mm. smack, but he smashed the back of the gla- the 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 glass on the back of the bus in front of him and also his own uh, window. Oh. And I this uh, this kind of thing had never happened to me. I was also standing um, there was there were there were no seats and I was like quite shaken up. Everyone else around me it was just like it was just another thing that happened to them all the time. Yeah. Nothing. No one flickered. They just got off the bus and they got off. The, they got onto the bus behind them. The bus driver dealt with it. Like it was as though it was just the most normal thing in the world. And I got off the bus shaking like a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> the taxi drivers too. I mean, they're driving all oh, day. Yeah. They're constantly getting cut off. You think some of them would have road rage? Yeah. I've had. So, I mean, okay. I. Holly, you've been in a bus accident, but every day I take the bus twice. Mm. And every day it's like these near misses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after years and years and years, you've been in one accident. You know, like, it's it's crazy. And the same with the taxi drivers, too. I've never had any any problems. I've never had a taxi Neither have I, but they have been cut off. They have had a lot of misses. (laughs) Yeah, but they they just, they keep it together. They're so calm. And I've never seen that kind of road rage that we have in the U.S. Someone cuts you off and you're like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it just doesn't happen here. They just handle. I don't know. They just absorb it. I don't know, but I'd like to learn how. Yeah, I could do with some of that Zen 
stuff so going on zen, in my so life. So zen. It's like how how do you you'd think it just at some some day their head would just completely explode and just yeah. pop off their head. It's <laughs> awesome. They do. Yeah, they do it's a really craziness. good job. It's crazy. So I hope that's given you a little bit of information about. I mean, we could actually go on for yeah, probably. A while there, I've got some more thoughts here. in my head, <laughs> but I think we're straying away from the topic a bit. <laughs> a little bit. So yeah. I hope Stevie had some idea for what kind of cars you can see here because it is a fashion show on the streets mm. here. It's a runway. It's yeah, it is. Yeah, it is absolutely. They're always, you know, they they take care of their cars here too. Mm-hmm. They are. It's, I think it's a very Oriental thing to have, you know, very show. I don't know, like Nordic mentality. Usually, your inside of your house is really nice and yeah, you right. spend money on it. But outside, at least that's how my parents are. They don't really care as much about yeah. their car. But Oriental, like when I've been in Bulgaria, which I go once a year. And in the east, mm. the car and the cell phone and everything, Macedonia and the handbag, yeah, exactly. Like those cultures, it's like so important. So you can see some really gorgeous cars, and they mm. they take care of them well. Like ha ha ha, look at me. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, it's it's just a, I guess an important part of the culture. I suppose. Mm. Who are we to judge? <laughs> we're just jealous. It's just we're just envious. That's all. Okay, so, um, uh, Nora, do we have a word of the week sure. Why don't to do we with our topic? Sure, how to say car in Chinese. Car, how do you say car in Chinese? So, if you want to say car in Chinese, you say qi chua. And those two characters separately, what do they, what do they mean? Um, qi means gas. Okay. And chua means vehicle, so gas vehicle. Gas car. vehicle. Great, awesome. I like it. Uh, if you want to see the breakdown for those characters, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 11. And also, Steve, I'll try and find some pictures. Um, I, I, actually, I'll, on my way home this evening, I'll take some pictures of those um, uh, garages that we mentioned. Mm, um, and yeah. so you can, you can see some more pictures cool. as well. Um, p- please don't forget that we now have our own Facebook page, facebook.com slash... Yeah. Like Two white chicks. You can yeah, like us, us and then like. you can argue with what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave us some comments. Yeah. And um, if you'd like to ask us a question, you can also go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Yeah, when we say leave us a voicemail, what it is is you go to the you go to that site, it's on just go get on your computer, you go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail, yep. and then there's a vo- there's a big voicemail button, you just click it mm-hmm. and then it pops up and you can record it right there. It's easy it's peasy. Super easy. Reading. You don't even need to waste your minutes. Yeah. Do you uh, have minutes anymore? Uh I have no idea. <laughs> Probably not. I, I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> or um, you could just leave us a, a comment on Facebook or mm-hmm. our written uh, our episode 11 page. Please do. Yeah. And thanks, as always, to writtenchinese.com for letting us Absolutely. do this. We enjoy this. So send us your topics, however risque. Yes. Get them in. We're waiting for you. And have a great week, everybody. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.